she was a good girl. Like, n- nothing to complain about. I just, she wasn't for me. I was dating lots of girls, and one time, after sex, after the first, second, and third time we met, she was laying next to me and said, how about we be boyfriend and girlfriend? And I was thinking, it's getting cold outside. It's December. This would be convenient for the winter. Okay. That's what I thought. Well, turns out you can't get out of those kinds of relationships once you're in them. Those kinds being like boyfriend and girlfriend. I thought you could, but you can't. In some cases, you really can't. So we were together for two years. And about the middle of the second year is when I decided to consider getting her an e-bike. It wasn't really thought too much in advance. It was like she stayed with me every day, every night. But she had her own place, and she moved throughout the relationship. But at that point in the relationship, she was taking a car, like 15-minute ride back to her place so she could get her clothes and stuff, you know, every other day so she could go to work, etc. So I was thinking um, if she had an e-bike, she wouldn't have to pay the car, and that would be money she could spend sometimes when we go out to eat because I was spending on her and me. And for a lot of the time, I didn't. I was unemployed like for the first several months we were together. I was using a credit card that I wasn't going to be able to pay off. Like it was like do or die. And I had to pay for her because she didn't have any money and I wanted to go out to eat and I didn't want to eat by myself. So bad situation there. But on the way to my work at one of the intersections, there was a really big e-bike store. And I walked in there one day. There was all kinds of scooters. You know, there were scooters that looked like scooters, like European style. I don't know how to describe them. And then there were others that looked like mopeds. And then there was a couple one-offs that looked pretty cool and or ish like uh what do they call those things like an actual scooter the kind you stand on they had those were kind of new they had big fat tires you might have seen them well it turns out the ones that looked like mopeds ran for about 3000 RMB which is like less than $300 and at that time i was making 14000 RMB a month so 5000 towards rent and the rest for like living expenses basically and I was going to pay this 3000 one time and, you know, and then not go out all month or whatever, as much as I could, um, live by a budget so that I could get her this bike for her birthday and then she won't have to pay money to go back and forth to, forth to her house or her apartment. So I bought that. I bought one of these things, like the one I bought was red. I'm trying to describe it. It had like pretty small tires. It looked like a moped, but it's it's quiet because it runs off a battery. And there's a little, just like the bicycle had, like a little back seat on top of the wheel. It had one of those. You needed a key to run it. You had a key to put it out of lock position, and I bought a lock as well. I think that's it. I had the, the pedals removed and rode it back maybe a week before her birthday, and I kept it in the laundry room. And I think, I don't know if I, I might have told her don't go in the laundry room or something like that. I'm sure I didn't just put it in there, but maybe I had. There's not really any reason for her to go in there. But I thought, I'm going to make this thing look like they do in the car commercials and like put a red ribbon around it, tie a bow, 
and like hang pink balloons and maybe put a card on there and get a really cute keychain. I think I even the month before, I'm pretty sure like 99% it was this birthday, not the year before. I was walking around and uh, at one of the places I worked and there was an old lady who had like an iPhone 5, which was like brand new at the time because we were still like mostly using fours, I guess. And she was going to sell it for 3,000 RMB, which was around $300, like I said, which was like less than half, much less than half of what it would cost to buy it new. So it was clearly stolen. And I went to the ATM and I gave her like 2,000 cash. I was short by 1,000, whatever it was. And she was like angry, but she gave me the phone and, uh, I got like this matching keychain for that in the scooter. Well, it turned out, man, this is a bummer too. That was a fake phone, man. I mean, I had looked at it and investigated that it worked and everything. Well, they, you might have heard of this, I don't know, in America, but they make like emulators that run on Android that look like you're using an iPhone and has all the apps and it looks... And you wouldn't know the difference until you start to like use the camera and you're like, wow, this is an absolutely horrendous video quality. So it like slowly starts to come to fruition that this is a fake. And so, I mean, I was like flat broke after those two gifts. And I know what you're thinking. Why would you get a girlfriend you didn't want to have really good gifts? I think I was just stuck. I had tried to separate from her many times over and over again. And there was just no shaking it. Like she wasn't going to go. Turns out you need two people to agree if you want to separate. And, uh, I don't know, I guess it was selfish anyway in the sense that I just supposed that I was getting her an e-bike so that she could have more money so I didn't have to pay for her as much. Something like that, probably. At least that was part of it. So uh, I went online to try to find where I can get these balloons at, and, like, nobody had balloons. Nobody had balloons. I, it ended up being, like, days and days of research to finally found there was one store kind of in the middle south in Shanghai, um... Not very close to me, but it was a costume store, and they had helium balloons. You could find, like, air-filled balloons with sticks that made them stand, like, float, look like they're floating. But I wanted them to, you know, I had this idea in mind. Somewhere I must have a picture of this bike. Um, so I, I took the subway down there. It was probably, like, an hour to get there because it was just, like, not close to anything in, nearby. So I got four pink helium balloons with streamers I came out and got back on the subway or tried to and was stopped and they told me you can't have that I guess it's flammable so I asked them can I get on the bus with these then no so then I got to take a taxi and it was like expensive it was like another hundred RMB so now between that and buying the balloons I'm like another couple hundred or few hundred RMB deeper because I'm already like breaking the bank to get this e-bike. So I get it and I wrap it and it takes a long time to wrap the bow around it, put them in, it looks great. I'm thinking this is gonna be a great surprise. When the morning came of her birthday, I wheeled it out and I told her to come out of the room. She like, it was like a knee-jerk glance, boom, boom. Looked at the bike and looked back at me with a big smile and was like, when did you get that? It was so fast that it was like, okay, like, you saw it before. And she's like, yeah, I looked. So kind of like 
ruined the whole thing for me because I wanted to see the surprise. That was a bummer. And it also turned out that she didn't really want an e-bike because she didn't feel comfortable riding them. I don't know if she, I don't know if a part of it was she didn't know how to ride a bike. I can't remember, if she, but it's like, I guess you could have not have known how to ride a bike. I suppose I should have considered that. But I mean, how how hard is it to ride an e-bike? You just pretty much go and don't fall over. So she started using it, you know, not every day. She'd get enough clothes to last like two or three days when she'd come over. But uh, it turned out that there was nowhere to park it at her apartment complex. They didn't have like a designated area, which I find really hard to believe. So we're both concerned that it was going to get stolen. Um, she didn't want the thing. And not soon after that, maybe two months, I'm kind of guessing, two or three months, we finally did break up. And I had to just, like, it's going to sound like I'm just like a bad, terrible person, but this is what had to be done. I slept with a girl in the neighborhood that I actually slept with a lot during the relationship. But I told her this time. And when we broke up, finally, she was like at the best of her in her life in terms of like how cool she was, how good looking she was, how healthy she was. Everything about her was the best when we broke up and everything about me was kind of terrible. Like I was really low. You know, when we broke up, it was kind of like I was broken almost. Like I I told her, you know, I didn't have to tell her, right? I mean, obviously that was kind of why I even did it that time. Um, So she gave me the e-bike to keep. So that's how I came to acquire the e-bike. And in the world of e-bikes, I don't know that I would have chose that one for myself because I probably would have gone with a cooler European-looking one. But then again, they were more expensive, so whatever. Um, and the, the array of e-bikes or scooters aren't, isn't that big at this time. Well, this is probably 2016 or 17, I'm thinking, um, because they they did start to have more and more regulations. They couldn't go so fast the pickup couldn't be too fast it couldn't be this powerful and there were people here and there that would like rig them to be faster or more powerful but if the cops found out they would just take it and you couldn't get it back and also like i had a colleague who had a really cool looking bike that looked like that looked like a motorbike that looked like a motorcycle he even wore like a motorcycle like a legit motorcycle helmet like leather motorcycle gloves and i remember when students would see him with the helmet they'd be like why do you have a motorcycle? And he'd be like, yeah. Like, this is the kind of guy he was, too. It's like, dude, dude, that's a moped. <laughs> that's not a motorcycle, you know? But whatever, let him live in his fantasy, man. So I'm glad I didn't have that kind of bike because that's the kind of bike you can't park anywhere because someone's going to jack it, you know? And you got to worry if you crash it or whatever. So it, it was totally fine. And it ended up being like the bicycle times 10. And the, the bicycle was already like walking times 10. So it got ridiculously convenient. I mean, you come out of your front door, right? You could be in the like your you could be in the slippers and get on your bike and you're gonna end up at the front door, the the opening the door while you're sitting to going into whatever you need to get into, like the pharmacy, you know, <clears throat> I'm gonna get some pills. Like open the front door, sit down and stand up inside the pharmacy. I mean it was like it really was like that. You know, into the elevator, out of the elevator, through the complex, where everybody's walking and you're flying, you're hovering, you know? And it became routine. It's like far better than having a car because 
a car, you have to deal with traffic and you can only go in your lane. And, you know, there's only one way down this street. And with an e-bike, you zip. You go on the sidewalk slowly. You know, you're with people walking, but you you want to stop and get like a piece of bread. And then we'll go to this place and we'll get a milk tea. And then we'll go to that place. And so you can get your coffee. And you have these like routines. When I had my new girlfriend, it was like Saturday morning. I get my keys, you know, we get dressed and we go out in the morning and we take the e-bike. Like, it's just like. It was just another version of like suburban life in America where you get in the car and you go somewhere. Um, I, and I didn't have any helmets. There was no like, instead of a bell, I had a horn. Um, it wasn't hard because I didn't have to pedal. You just had to kind of be aware of like going fast, obviously, around so many e-bikes when you got into the bike lanes during rush hour. I mean, there is a rush hour in the morning and in the evening. And it ended up being, I mean, super convenient when I ended up working in People's Square, which was like 10 minutes by e-bike. And I didn't even take my e-bike most of the time because cause it was like a 25-minute walk. So I would either walk or what I often did was like walk outside. There was a bus stop right in front of my building. Like, I think the bus number was 56. There was like four different buses and they'd come every eight minutes. So I would just be like, I'll walk out the front door. If I see bus 56, by the time I get to the bus stop, I'll get on it. And if I get on that bus, it was three stops to the transfer station of the subway. And then I'd get on the subway and go one station and I'd be at my where my work was. If the bus didn't come, I'd walk down the block and get on the subway there. And I'd go one stop, transfer, one more stop, and then I'd be to my work. Or I would just walk the whole way, or I'd take the e-bike, or I'd take a mobike, or if I was like ridiculously late and had to be there in five minutes, I'd try to get on a motorcycle, which probably happened once, I guess. But like it was fantastic, because I'd also go to work around like 3 or 3.30, it's afternoon, it's not busy, it's sunny, it's a nice time to take a walk. Um, and I, I that was when I was working at People's Square like twice a week, like Tuesday and Thursday. And then I would be teaching at home online, like three hours, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Isn't that crazy? I mean, what a life, you know? And I'd go downstairs and I'd do kung fu and drink tea. Sounds too good to be true. Kind of was, because if you heard my first podcast of last season, you, you know how shitty it was also. So there you go. But it was great. Like, I do want to tell you a little bit about where I worked at because I, I mainly for the last couple of years worked at a place called Web International and they had like 15 or 16 locations in Shanghai and this People's Square location when I first started working there um, it, it was kind of one of the best locations and it had some of the old school teachers that had been around for a while you know there's only like three or four per place and they closed that facility there and they moved it into the shopping mall so a lot of these centers these language centers were inside of shopping malls just because it was you know that's where you sell fancy stuff and it was a fancy stuff thing because you paid good money for this class and it was a pretty new shopping mall probably no more than four years it's called joy city and it's too it's not like when you're thinking of strip malls in the suburbs like you worked in a shopping mall that sucks no 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 it's two, like, 13-story buildings with, like, sky bridges. 
on the top two floors of the buildings. That's where restaurants normally are and shopping malls. They had like crazy cool shit like restaurant setups where you could walk up these like steel steps and they would bridge between other restaurants. There'd be like smaller restaurants up in these like lofty areas and bigger ones below them. And then you could go out onto the roof and then they made like a little city up there out of shipping crates. So each little tiny store would have like a shipping crate and they didn't, they could be anything. So one of them was like a music recording studio. And I ended up befriending those guys. And when I left Shanghai, I left them my keyboard and guitar to sell. And they had like a big giant sculpture up there and like park benches. And there was a, a Ferris wheel attached to the side of the building that you could get on there. There's a movie, yeah, a cinema up there. Really cool stuff. And one of the, there was two like Western restaurants up there. One was like a cheeseburger kind of a place. And the other one was kind of like Southern food, I guess, Americana. They had cornbread, man. They had cornbread. I would get cornbread and like a taco or something. And uh, those things don't sound like they go together, but I can't remember what it was. But a lot, like if you found Western food, sometimes it'd be tacos. And I get a Blue Moon beer, which was kind of acceptable at the time um you wouldn't find too many blue moons so that was fantastic the top floor at that shopping mall like even our next door neighbor in the shopping mall was a virtual reality store i have a hard time calling these stores like we weren't a store they're not a store but they were on the corner of two hallways so they didn't even have like doors you could just see people in there like flying there's only so many people could be in there at a time doing virtual reality stuff. And the first level had a um, one of these like Dutch, I mentioned in an earlier podcast, like a Dutch cafe kind of thing. So you could get sandwiches and coffees and they had outdoor seating. So it's a kind of place you want to work at. Like if it's a couple times a week, you know, you can you can take part in all these like nice facilities you just got paid or you're making money so you can have a nice dinner with one of your students there's all beautiful girls you're going to be meeting with um that's where my next girlfriend came from actually the people's square which ended up so the that shopping mall was called the people's square center but they moved it you know several blocks north of people's square and and so if I rode my e-bike, I mean, that that was like 10 minutes and I could go home. And when I got my new girlfriend, I could take her to my house from there and my apartment. And so uh, the e-bike made everything incredibly convenient for me in Shanghai. And I probably could do a whole podcast about the different shopping malls, which I think may be worth doing at another date. There's so many really great stories I'd like to tell you. I kind of just wanted to get this one out of the way because I told you I'd tell you about the e-bike. I think I told you about the e-bike. I'll just mention that there's also like little charging machines throughout the city. You put like what would be like quarters, coins into them, and you can leave your bike somewhere to charge up. So you get a good like 30-minute quick run out of it, and then the last 15 minutes would be kind of slow. So that's that's your distance. Most of Shanghai was flat. Like my go-to bar was 10 minutes on e-bike from where I lived. You go under the train tracks. Um, you get tipsy and come home at like one in the morning. It's pretty, it's pretty quiet. There's not much traffic. It's smoky. It's a really, really cool feeling. Like just like 
gliding all the way to your bedroom, dude, from wherever you're at. So uh, they had lights and horns, and they were pretty cool things. And I don't know why we don't have them in America. There's lots of regulations on them because I did look into trying to get them imported over here. Between the batteries and the regulations on motorized vehicles can be where each state is different. And you also don't have, like, condensed cities like you have in, in China. So uh, I, I will note that I don't think you could have them later when I moved to Shenzhen. They regulated them more, and you definitely couldn't have motorcycles. So it was only, like, delivery men could have e-bikes in my part of the city. So each city's uh, different, and... Who knows? I mean, uh, I feel like I was there at a certain moment in time. And like I said in the last podcast, these e-bikes really revolutionized transportation in China. I mean, it's e-bike city over there and much less in terms of bicycles. I mean, if you own a bicycle, it's like you're almost like a dinosaur. Unless you're like a avid biker who does weekend, you know, 20-mile trips. They exist. I don't really know how because the air is so terrible, but... Anyway, uh, I'm really looking forward to telling you guys about some stuff, some good travel trips that I took. Uh, but I'm going to try not to tell you too much about future podcasts, so that way when I have a memory, I can just get it recorded. So like, come back and l- let me get through some of those stories with you. <laughs>